Hey, Chosen fam. Welcome to the Chosen Girl Tell Me About a Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Sarah. And we are two best friends coming together to learn more about God and how we are chosen in Him. Join us here every Tuesday as we dive into God's Word about topics we all face to ultimately seek truth. We would love if you would subscribe and rate this podcast. And be sure to check out the free resources at thechosengirl.com. Let's get this party started. conditioner that's so loud? I feel like it might be. I'm gonna go turn it off really quick. Are we still recording? Just one moment. Maybe it's just because that volume was turned up so loud. Oh, mm, guys, I'm so sorry. Sorry about that. We're our own producers. Sponsor us. That's right, because we're boss babes. The air is not on. Oh. Okay. It's just the air, it's just oxygen around us. I really do think it was that. I had it turned up all the way. Oh, no, you're good. Testing, one, two. We back. Yes, everyone. Sorry we're a day late. Um, We had some scheduling uh, conflicts. That's okay. It's okay. Y'all, we were like, I'm so sad. This is our last regular episode of this season. Yes. Y'all have been sticking with us since July, and we are so thankful. We are so thankful. 15 episodes this season. And perfectly coming in. I mean, we're, what, next week is Thanksgiving. Yes. So, just another, we're just in a thankful spirit. Absolutely. Y'all, okay, Chosen Girl podcast started out as a complete accident when we were thinking about the chosen girl like model what we wanted it to be we were thinking about focusing more on like devotions or graphics and stuff like that but the podcast has come or has become one of the cornerstones of what Mm -hmm. chosen girl is content wise we just counted we have listeners in 24 countries what that is crazy (laughs) so hello and thank you for listening yes thank you guys (laughs) We, like, regardless of where you're listening from, we see you, and we are so thankful. Yes. Like, I don't know how you found us. But we're glad you did. But welcome. God is so good. God is so good. You know, His faithfulness is mind-blowing. It honestly is. And any time that we begin to doubt or fear or wonder where God is, you know, if we take a moment to be thankful, He will quickly, you'll find Him everywhere it's kind of like mr rogers like look for the helpers like when you start looking for god you can't help but find him so that's kind of what we're talking about today yeah that's basically our whole talk in a nutshell liz is what you just said (laughs) so we are so excited guys to start our talk on advent 
and we did an Advent story study last year. We're mm-hmm. going to do another one this year. And if you're not familiar with what a story study is, first, it's a uh, Instagram story Bible study mm-hmm. that we want to make the Bible as accessible and um, a part of your everyday life as good as possible. So we've had several story studies throughout the whole year. And we always end the year with just one of my favorite times of year, and that's Advent. And so today is kind of Advent 101. I'm excited about that. You know, growing up, Advent wasn't something that my family or my church was, we did. Same. You know, it was always just kind of like, oh yeah, Advent. You kind of vaguely knew what it was. It was the candy uh, countdown. Exactly. Which is fine. Unless you're a Costco member, because apparently they have wine countdowns now. Oh, excuse me. It's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Going the extra mile, Costco. All right. They're extra. I went to Sam's Club and they did the candy. So Costco is just a little bit more bougie than Sam's Club. That is true. It's the Target version of a wholesale store. <laughs> Anyways, I'm so glad that we're talking about Advent because it is an amazing opportunity that I wish we took more seriously. Yes. And I didn't realize how much I enjoyed it until last year when we were doing the Advent story studies. And until this year in doing some more research about what exactly is Advent, why does it matter, why we should do it, and really pinpointing some of that so I can prepare my heart um, to go through it, but also so I can hopefully bring a friend along. Like, if you're learning about Advent for the first time, don't forget to invite a family member, a loved one, just someone to encourage them to take part in it as well. Yes, because Advent literally just means coming and preparation. We're preparing our hearts for, um, or it means coming or arrival, but we're preparing our hearts for the coming of Jesus as he came as a baby in a manger, Mm -hmm. as the Messiah of the world. Um, to save us, but also because, praise God, He's coming again. Amen. So we're celebrating two types of arrivals mm-hmm. here. Um, and we're going to dive more into that. But first, starting out, um, this is my second year being more intentional with Advent. And a resource that we are looking to for part of our talk today is from the ladies at She Reads Truth. Um, we are not affiliated with them in any way other than through being sisters in Christ. And it's like, hey, we know you through the Instagram verse. Thank you for being who you are. So every year they come out with a beautiful Advent Bible study book. Um, Liz and I purchased one for ourselves to do this year. And if you have the means and you want to, go ahead and go to their website and buy that because it is the most beautiful, intentional, well-thought-out book I've ever seen. It has red birds on the cover, which I'm a fan of. Mm -hmm. It is just the most beautiful bound and printed book, but as well as the content inside. Yes, not only is it feeding your your spiritual self, it will feed your physical self. There's some recipes in here and some songs, (laughs) and I'm just so excited to dive deeper into this, especially with Sarah, and once again, we always talk about getting yoked up. So, you know, you don't have to study or dive into the Word by yourself, and I certainly hope that as we are, Sarah and I are diving into um, the She Reads Truth Advent um, 
Bible study, we are also going to be posting online and have an advent. We're even invited some of our guests that we've had over the years yes. and some friends of ours to come on and share verses that remind us daily to point back to Christ and keep that at the forefront of our mind. And we're so excited. You guys are going to love it. Yeah. So if you don't have time or the means to purchase the She Reads Truth Advent Bible Study physical book, which again, we're not affiliated with, but girls at She Reads Truth, thank you. We love you. Um, But if you just want something simple to get started with Advent or just a little daily reminder that kind of pushes your heart toward what is happening with the Christmas season, Make sure to follow us at Chosen Girl Movement. We're going to have a verse of the day every day. We're going to have one of our dear Chosen Girl family members come on and talk on our stories about that verse and really speak life into it and how we can apply it to our lives today. Mm -hmm. And we cannot wait for you guys to see this. We've been working hard on this for several weeks now. So we hope you guys enjoy it as much as we do. Um, But Liz, you ready to dive into Advent, girl? I am. Let's do it. I totally am. Yes. I feel like a newscaster, like, pat your notes on the table, you know? Yes. Um, So, so the way that Sarah and I studied and the way we think about things are are different. And I love that because together we get to see a holistic picture. Yes. In In preparation of this, Sarah looked back at the word and understanding more of the, the importance and the reason when we're looking into God's word specifically. And I took that and I looked at it more of how can we apply this? What is it going to look like going forward? So, um, so we've got all the bases covered basically between the mind of Sarah and Liz. We're trying always, you know, we can serve the, we can solve the world's problems probably before lunch. You know, if you give us enough time before breakfast, if you give us coffee, so, (laughs) but, um, so we've talked a little bit about what Advent means. And so once again, it's the coming or the arrival of something. And we know that in this instance, we're talking about the coming and the arrival of the son, Jesus Christ. But Sarah, would you like to share a little bit more about what you found when you were looking back at God's Word? So when I think about the actual Latin meaning of Advent, it means coming or arrival. So there's two ways that this is celebrated in what's called the liturgical calendar or a.k.a. calendar of the church. Mm -hmm. Um, This was celebrated um, in the Old Testament for things like um, Passover, um, it was associated with John the Baptist. There were a lot of different things that, um, quote unquote, believers of that day, even though Jesus hadn't come yet, would prepare for Advent, like with fasting. Mm-hmm. And there is so much that goes into that that I do not know about. So I'm not going to speak into what I don't know about. But something that I found, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Charles Spurgeon. He is a um, older century pastor, but one of his quotes, and it's it's quite a lengthy quote, but we can put it in the show notes. It says, Jesus, Jesus Christ is the Alpha and Omega of the Bible. He is a constant theme of its sacred pages. From its first to last, they testify of him. At the creation, we at once discern him as one of the sacred trinity. We catch a glimpse of him in the promise of the woman's seed. We see him typified in the Ark of Noah. We walk with Abraham as he sees Messiah's day. And he goes on to say, that's literally only half of the quote there. He goes on to say, if you look back in the Bible, 
you can see traces of Christ sprinkled through every single story, which is why I believe that scholars included the Old Testament in what is our modern day Bible today. And I'm so thankful for that because we can see foreshadowing. Of course, this is mostly seen in more obviously in the prophecy books like Isaiah. So the people of that time of Jewish culture were looking for a Messiah. Mm -hmm. There was a promise made to them by these prophets. And so they were constantly looking. So if you see in the New Testament in some of the stories, like with John the Baptist, um, I know that like when Jesus asked the disciples, who do you say I am? And they're like, well, some say you're this, some say you're that. But some people thought that John the Baptist was going to be the Messiah. And he clearly was like, Mm -hmm. no, I'm preparing a way. He's Mm -hmm. coming. And so... Something that I love about the faithfulness of believers in the Old Testament leading up to the birth of Christ is that they were actively looking for what was promised Mm -hmm. to them. That's good. And I don't know if I can say the same for myself Mm -hmm. when I really think and reflect on my heart. So I wrote down the reflection question. Are we looking for God in our everyday lives Um, The people of the Old Testament were actively searching for what was promised to them. Are we doing the same? And how do we do the same? I think it also matters. Do you know what you're looking for? Oh, girl. Yeah. Because, I mean, they had the the word of the prophets to know what to look for. But at the same time, there are definitely areas where it's not so evident. Yes. And where it's, it's hidden in there. And it's that common theme that Charles Spurgeon is really talking about there. Um, but re- can you repeat your question one more time? Sure. So I wrote, are we looking for God in our everyday lives? Because mm-hmm. kind of like Charles Spurgeon is looking back in the mm-hmm. Old Testament of the Bible, and he's like, listen, Jesus Christ is the Alpha and Omega, and Omega of all things, but also of the Bible. Like, he is the constant theme mm-hmm. that is just laced throughout the whole sacred pages of Scripture. And the funny thing is, I don't know if you guys have ever had those moments where you look back on your life and you see certain things happen, and you're like, oh, my goodness, that was God. That was yes. God. So many times. I mean, and the thing is, if you go back looking, you will find it. Yes. You'll find those times where God showed his faithfulness, his grace, his mercy, his love to you in so many ways. But it's easy to be distracted. The reason it's so hard to see now, of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. For sure. But there's a lot more distractions right here, right in the middle of our faces than that are, that are active currently. When we look yes. back in the past, it's just like, it's almost like everything's in black and white and slow motion. For sure. But I think it's important, like you said, that we're are, that we're actively looking. Yeah. And, and, you know, as we're living our life and we're going through the seasons and the struggles and the trials that we go through, you may not see God right here where you stand. But it's, like you said, that hindsight is twenty twenty. So, like, that tells me if I can see God's faithfulness in all of those times when I didn't feel or see it in that moment, then mm-hmm. he's here and he's faithful now. Mm-hmm. And he will always be faithful because Amen. he never changes. Amen. So I think that that's kind of one application that we can take away from Advent um, of celebrating and preparing for Christ's coming mm-hmm. Again, but also the fact that he already came and did a lot of amazing things for us. Mm-hmm. So, actually, if you look at the um, again, pointing to the church liturgical cal- calendar, the first two weeks of Advent 
which it starts this year on November 29th. Mm-hmm. It goes, it's counted in Sundays. So November 29th is a Sunday. The first two weeks from Sunday to Sunday will celebrate Jesus coming again mm-hmm. for his church, the bride of Christ, because we are promised that yes. um, in the book of Luke chapter 2, in the book of Revelation, mm-hmm. other verses in the Bible as well that we'll be happy to link for you guys. Um, but then the second two weeks are us preparing our hearts for what Jesus already did, already did as he came to earth the first time wrapped mm-hmm. in flesh for us. So, I love one of the things that's, that's here in the She Reads Truth um, Advent is it says... The first Advent is a season to remember. Um, and it says, during Advent, we remember that Jesus came as a fulfillment of the Old Testament promise. Um, the answer to the prayers of generations who anticipated the promised Messiah. We celebrate not only his birth, but also the life he was born to live. Oh, and I think so that's good. just so beautifully said that it's not just about, we talk a lot about baby Jesus, baby Jesus, baby Jesus. Yes. And we, I feel like especially in American culture, we really separate Easter and Thanksgiving. Easter and Thanksgiving, wow. Easter and Christmas. We, know we that, love you, Thanksgiving. We do love you, Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> we know that the two are separate, and but, you know, we at the same time, are they really as apart as we think? Oh, yeah. It's not just the fact that Jesus came. Even while he was here, because he was human as well, he also had a choice. And yes. he lived the life that he needed to live to be that that sacrifice for us. He yes. made those active and like conscious decisions. And with that, as we're remembering him, we need to be just as conscious of the actions that we set forth so that we can be- best remember him. Yeah. And you know, with all the all the things that go on during the holidays, it's really easy to get wrapped up in the hustle and bustle, the um and just the decorations and the music and being off school and especially now with COVID, like What's going on? Can we even celebrate? But the, the thing is, is that we're alive and we have a, we serve a God who is the Alpha and Omega. That yes. is enough reason to celebrate full-fledged. I mean, I'm talking the end of the Grinch movie. Like, that's how we need to be celebrating. <laughs> Fahu fores, dahu dores. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Socially distanced, so we're still in a yes. pandemic. But we can still celebrate with, with open hands and just unashamed that we that Jesus Christ came to this earth. Yes. And that remembering why he came in the life that he lived is so important. But on the other side is the second advent is a season to anticipate. And that makes um, me very excited. Same. Yeah. Anticipation is always like, when are we gonna get there? Yeah. Like, like we have a hope. It is for exactly. the future. And I got it flip-flopped earlier with first and second Advent. Oops, sorry, Chosen Girl listeners. I think that I, I don't know. I may have. I may have not. But anyway, thanks for showing me grace. Anyway. It's okay. It's okay. I didn't even catch it. Cool girl. Then never mind. I'm perfect. It's fine. (laughs) In the sight of the Lord. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Um, But the second Advent is here in the She Reads Truth. It says, we also anticipate Jesus' promised return. When he will one day come again, bringing with him the fullness of his kingdom. On that future day, every every tear will be wiped away. There will be no more pain, grief, or death. All things will be made new. All that is wrong will be made right. An eternal dwelling place of God will be with his people. Chills. What a promise. And we, we serve a God who fulfills all of his promises. Yeah. Not one has ever been broken. You're right. And so how glorious is that, is that this is what we have to look forward to. And the reality is, is that 
we will see that coming either one way or another if it comes to us or we go to it. Yes. Um, I think that it's so important too as we're thinking about the different weeks of Advent and the first two weeks as we're remembering and we're cherishing what Jesus did for us and the second um, two weeks as we are anticipating the second coming as he, I love how that book just said, um, makes his kingdom fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that. That gives me such hope and anticipation. But I think, how can I prepare myself yeah. spiritually, mentally, and even set a posture physically mm-hmm. to celebrate this time of year as we lead up to Christmas Day? I think it's important to to identify the things that might be distracting us from doing that. Yeah, I think that's a great first step. I think sometimes it can be easy to get into some of the legalistic things that come with celebrating our holiday. Like some people say, like, I don't put up a Christmas tree because it was started by pagans. And, you know, I don't think that that's what we should be doing. And, you know, it's really a lost. The reason why we do a lot of the things that we do as our, as our culture has been lost through the years. Yeah. But the thing is, is that if set, if putting up your Christmas tree, setting a wreath on your door, lighting the candles, you know, if that brings you joy, that reminds me of how the Lord has blessed you so you can bless someone else. If it really causes you to pause at night when you see your living room lit up with your tree and just take a moment and say, thank you, Lord, then it's something that's helping you in that remembrance. Yeah. Everybody has their own convictions about whatever Mm -hmm. holiday you're celebrating, how you celebrate it, even with denominations, the type of things that you wear, the type of service that you hold. And I think that something tangent is something that we've lost in culture is the the mutual respect Mm -hmm. and honor that we can have for someone's convictions that that's not a conviction of my own. But if you have that conviction, then good for you for standing your ground and creating a boundary that you needed to create for yourself. Absolutely. So there's lesson one. (laughs) (laughs) But that's real. I mean, some distractions that we wrote down earlier, um, just some things that might be a thorn in your flesh, just getting caught up in the hurry. That's so real for me. (laughs) I can't, I can't deny it, y'all. I've, I've always been one of those people that's just like the hustle and bustle and let's go, 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 go. And it's, you know, Christmas is the family time. And I'm actually thankful for this pandemic because it's causing all of us to slow down. Yeah. You know, we're, most of us aren't rushing off to big family gatherings like we were before. And we're trying to find ways to get connected in other ways. And it's causing us to really take our time. Yeah. So speaking of pandemic, another thorn in the flesh we wrote down that could distract us from centering ourselves during this time is our attitude. Ooh. An attitude of gratitude will get you (laughs) really far. Man, girl, I can have a bad attitude. We all can. We all can. But I think, but you're absolutely right. Your attitude matters so much more. It really sets the tone. And you can change. That's something that's in your control. There are a lot of things that happen in the world around us that, that we have no power over. But your attitude during this season can literally mean so much more than you could ever imagine to someone else. It's your opportunity to show God, to showcase Him in a new way. Yeah, you're so right. Something else we wrote down that could really bind us up is bitterness and unforgiveness in our heart. Okay, next one. (laughs) (laughs) But isn't that real, though? Yeah. Y'all can't can't deny that you're not thinking about, like, 
The Christmas Carol. That's one of my favorite Christmas movies. Yes. And, you know, Scrooge is so bitter and cold and greedy. And I, the, I wrote down greed as one of the things that can sometimes be hiding in our hearts during this season. And yes. it can really keep us. I mean, we can, if we look at that movie, if you, I'm sorry if you haven't seen that movie and I'm spoiling it. I certainly hope I'm not. But, you know, he's, he has an opportunity to show some kindness. And it takes going through such a, I would almost call it a traumatic experience. To kind of shake it out of him. Yeah. Don't let, don't make the Lord shake you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those, it's important to, to be disciplined enough to come back to some um, perspective. Yeah. To, to prompt yourself to address perspective. And just to go a step further with how important getting rid of bitterness and unforgiveness in your heart is, Mark eleven twenty five says, and whenever you stand praying, forgive you have if you have nothing against anyone or if you have anything against anyone sorry so that your father who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses amen so that's how important it is for us to let go of the bitterness and unforgiveness of the past it doesn't cost us anything but maybe a smidge of your pride yeah totally worth the cost and just on that note when we've talked about forgiveness before if you're still experiencing trauma for something that you have had to forgive someone for in the past that that is completely normal there is no correlation in my opinion with unforgiveness and still having trauma from that instance Mm -hmm. so example If you've experienced something traumatic with someone, you may not want to trust that person again, but that doesn't mean you can show love and forgiveness toward that person. Mm -hmm. In your heart, if you are to see that person physically during this time of year, um, if they're in your family or in your friend group Mm -hmm. or whatever, you can still see them. You can still be nice. You can create boundaries that are good for you with whatever trauma you've created. But don't let that unforgiveness and bitterness hold you back from what God is trying to do in your heart during this season. It doesn't bother them. They don't know that you're angry, that you're walking around angry and hurt. But God does, and it only hurts you. Yeah. And, I mean, you you don't have to let that that bitterness discount and also your forgiveness does not discount your feelings by no means yeah your feet you can still feel very real and and feel how you feel and still forgive somebody so don't let any kind of any bitterness keep you from anything keep you from a blessing even yeah so true i think i don't know i've been in that situation girl it's it's hard yeah and sometimes it's hard to distinguish you know forgiveness and still being hurt from a situation but I think that even starting with the willingness to forgive that you want to have a forgiving heart and you want to let go of that bitterness you can't go wrong with that start mm-hmm. you're absolutely right you're absolutely right um one of the things that I wrote down was loneliness oh yeah I know the, especially because we've been in a pandemic and a lot of people have been spending time alone um, it's something that's been on the forefront of my mind, but also I was talking to a friend of mine who works at one of the local universities, and I was asking about, what about the um, international students? Can you imagine that it's the middle of a pandemic and you've decided to stay here in the in the States wow. but without your family and oftentimes without friends just to get your education? Yeah. This, the holidays can seem very lonely while everyone else might get to be with their friends and family. So... If you have an opportunity to invite, 
to invite that that person to you know a, a social gathering like with your family an intimate gathering with your family or if there's an opportunity for you to show kindness to those that, that may be feeling lonely this season you know the actions that you show to the least of these it's like showing it to Jesus himself yeah it's a great opportunity to share the gospel regardless if they share your faith or not yeah I think that a great lesson that we can learn from Advent with first our first step here that we're talking about, like throwing off distractions, mm-hmm. is just being intentional with our thought process, mm-hmm. a.k.a. throwing off distractions. Like considering who may be lonely around you in your sphere of influence. you got to put some of that selfishness to death. Yeah. Considering what bitterness may be in your heart considering that you need to slow down Mm -hmm. and all of that is just it all comes back to taking a second to Mm -hmm. pause and reflect you're right you're absolutely right we should be doing that every day anyways yes because in all reality our whole lives should have some kind of aspect of advent in them because y'all we are expecting a Mm -hmm. savior Mm-hmm. We're expecting the return of Jesus because that's what is promised of us. Praise God. I'm so excited. That's something we don't talk a lot about here that we need to. A lot of you have messaged us about specifics of what does the Bible say about the order of events. Mm-hmm. And Liz and I are going to be honest with you. That's something that we would love to know more about. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandmother has always been such a great resource for me um, with pointing biblical scriptures out that support um, certain timelines, and I know that that can get into some doctrine and some theology that is that is really controversial with controversial with some people. But mm-hmm. but the bottom line is that we're here to talk about today that we do know about is that he is promised to return, and his kingdom will be made complete, and we will be with him. Mm-hmm. Praise God! And those are pretty much the highlights <laughs> right there. So pretty much liking all that. <laughs> Are you about to sneeze? Bless you. Sorry. That's God bless you. <coughs> Excuse me. I promise it's not the corona. <laughs> yeah, we've been be- being very careful. So, um, <coughs> I was say fingers crossed, head bowed, like, everything. <laughs> well, on the other side, so we talked about some things that might be distracting us from getting prepared. Yeah. But one of my questions was, how are we preparing so on the flip side of that, what can we do? What are some things that we can incorporate into our lives to help us prepare? Um, Defense and offense, girl. Yes. For Advent. What's that look like? Um, something that I thought about literally while we were sitting here, um, talking about the remembrance of what Jesus did for us mm-hmm. is communion. Mm-hmm. A lot of the Advent um, articles that I read mentioned that fasting was always something that that traditionally is practiced with you know sacrificing something mm-hmm. um and, and we need to talk about fasting on here more as well and we've mentioned it several times but making a sacrifice whether it be traditionally it's food or social media or let's mm-hmm. say that it's you know a certain food for you that anything that may cause you a distraction or something mm-hmm. that shows value to you so that you are kind of putting your spirit man first. You're putting your spirit first above your flesh. And um, 
I think that fasting is great, but I also think that something that I've been doing more of lately is communion. Mm -hmm. And when I sit down with a cracker and some grape juice or whatever you may have around your house and you partake in those and you think, you read the verses, you know, this is my body. This is my blood that was shed for you. And you're thinking about what Jesus did buying the the price of your sin. Mm-hmm. And it was a price that I could not afford. It was a price that I could never afford, that I could never earn. Mm-hmm. But he freely did that for me so that I don't have to pay the penalty for my own sin. That's something that should be reflected on way more than we do. Right. And so when I think of preparing my heart and being thankful during mm-hmm. and grateful during the Christmas season, the first thing I thought about was communion. I love that. That's beautiful. And you can do that in your own home. Oh, yeah. I'll be honest, y'all. While we were doing virtual church, your homie definitely had communion with a glass of water and a fig newton. So <laughs> you can do communion. Same thing. <laughs> It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be the cracker and, and the grape juice or the wine, you know, whatever. Um, but I love that you mentioned that. That just communion be something that I feel like we can often take for granted, or if, especially if it's one of those calendar things, like every you know the last Sunday or however often yeah. the church can do it. But it is so important, and how grateful I really am that I'll never understand why Jesus, knowing, and He still died for for us. Yeah, and if you're uncomfortable with taking communion or if that doesn't correlate with, with your particular church beliefs or whatever, um, just take time. Like, we can all take time to pause and reflect and be grateful specifically mm-hmm. for what Jesus did for us on the cross. Absolutely. So I think that's just one way. You know, there's some... When I was thinking about this as well, I thought about some more outward com- conversations, excuse me, outward actions. Yeah. Um, and I thought about your generosity. Oh, yeah. In a reflection of, of Jesus and what he came and his generosity towards us and what he did, it's an opportunity for us to be generous to someone as well. Yes. Regardless if that's you, uh, if, if you're volunteering somewhere, if you're donating food for other people to have their holiday meals, or, you know, if you're writing cards to send to those who are elderly and stuck in a nursing home without their families for yeah. the first Christmas in a long time. There's so many ways that we can be generous to our neighbor to show the kindness and the character of Jesus Christ. And I would, I don't want to miss out on that moment because in our giveness, giving this giveness, wow, in our <laughs> giving, <too>. <laughs> the <laughs> kindness that we're giving, we talked about this on our kindness episode, we receive something back too. And though that's not the reason that we do it, it's just such a gift to give. Yes. Amen, girl. And, just, and often, you don't have to give somebody the world. If you don't have a lot of money, I'm not saying you have to give Venmo somebody a thousand dollars just because. I mean, if you're blessed like that, go ahead. Free. Yeah. yeah. But it could literally be as little as somebody crossed your mind that you haven't talked to in a while, and you message them and you say, "I'm thinking and praying for you today." For sure. When people do that to me, it literally almost makes me cry. And it's it just, just a little sacrifice of time. Yes. It's just, exactly. It's it's just it's almost like another form of a fast. It's a sacrifice. Yeah, for sure. I think, too, just being speaking of time, being intentional with the time that we spend um, in Scripture and in a quiet time leading up to those days, which is why we're having the Chosen Girl Story Study for you. And Liz and I went through and picked out um, 
all of the verses for each day starting November 29th going through Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to make sure that those verses were something that you could think of throughout the day and reflect on and appreciate and carry with you in your heart so that you could actually have a successful Advent Mm -hmm. season um, with that season of preparation. So I think just being intentional with your time, too, that is just one small thing. I mean, our story study might take up a total of three minutes of your time. Yeah. So what better way to prepare for actually what we are celebrating than spending time in God's Word? Mm-hmm. Have y'all ever had a Christmas that felt lousy? Have you? Mm-hmm. I've had a Christmas that felt lousy, too. Last Christmas was one of my most meaningful Christmas because of Advent. Yeah. It was my first year that I had seriously stuck to an Advent. I had a countdown. Mm-hmm. I bought this cute little rifle paper company Christmas tree Ooh. that has like these little doors that you open. I can't put it I can't wait to put it back up again this year. It was like thirteen dollars from Anthropology. Oh my gosh. It was so, so cute. cute. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but like and and I'm definitely getting one to punch out chocolates this year because that because chocolate. But um, <laughs> just taking the time, like sometimes I'm so busy. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's the date mm-hmm. today? We don't even know. And I'm like, I should have so much more awareness than that. It's it's hard. Yeah, everything has just been thrown up into our faces, and so taking that that specific time and time is something that is worth the sacrifice because it's literally one of the Honestly, it's just one of the resources that you can literally never get back. Once your time is spent, you can't get it back. And so when you look back on your lifetime even, where did you spend your time? I'm going to be full of transparency. I know I didn't spend way too much time on TikTok than I should have been spending in (laughs) in the Word of God. TikTok support group right here. Right? (laughs) It's hard sometimes, but but in reality, if we could log all the hours in our iPhones too... All the hours that we spend mm. on social media. Imagine if those hours had been spent, even just half of those hours, had been spent elsewhere. Yeah. Giving back to your community. Being kind to someone else. Helping someone who's struggling. Sharing the word of God. Like, imagine what would what happen if we did that. And it yes. doesn't just have to happen at Christmas time. Any time throughout the year. We yeah. can be expectant. Of the promise, the promise of God be, per, per, excuse me, fulfilled. That siren literally just scared me to death. Bless her heart. I saw it. In <laughs> I thought it was a woman yelling, oh my and gosh. I thought they were in this building with us. I was like, she needs help. <laughs> um, so that leads me to this question, Liz. Mm-hmm. What is the point of practicing Advent? What will come out of it for us? I feel like this is this is my personal answer. Yeah. I'm so I'm looking forward to Advent for a renewal into the next year <sighs> to set the tone to be expectant of what God's going to do. Yes. I mean his promises are already laid out in his word. Yeah. And we can stand on those promises. But I know that we serve a God of multiplication and that he's going to take whatever we give him and he's going to multiply it. Yes. To it's to um just cultivate that spirit of God I'm going to give you my best so that you can be glorified in the highest way and that's what I'm most excited about Advent 
That is so good. And wouldn't the enemy love for us to become so distracted during this time that we don't prepare our hearts for one of the most sacred times of year? Mm-hmm. And I pictured, when you said the word cultivate, I was like, this is just making the ground nice and fertile exactly. for what God wants to do in the following year. Yes. Um, because I'm all about New Year, new beginnings. Mm-hmm. I know some people hate on New Year's resolutions, but I love setting goals. Mm-hmm. I love setting goals that I know that if I work hard, I can reach them, mm-hmm. not just some outlandish feat that I want to accomplish or whatever. Right. But if it's if any chance for a new beginning, I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. So if I can better prepare my heart to have open hands for whatever the following year holds then why not do that for your future self? Mm-hmm. And why not do that for who God wants you to be too? Exactly. And you know, while we're talking about that, I had prayer as one of my things. Don't forget the power of prayer. Spending that time with God yes, is so special. You will come to miss it if you, if you skipped a day of that quiet time. Yes. Or just in prayer. And something that I've been trying to be mindful of the last week, because Thanksgiving is coming up and having that thankful heart, is waking up and immediately saying, thank you, God, for opening my eyes. Oh, that's so good, Liz. It, it's such a small thing, but it doesn't have to be just because of Thanksgiving. I was like, why have I not been doing this? I used to be in that practice, but it sets the tone for my morning. I mean, literally the first conscious breath that I'm making, me opening up my eyes. Thank you, Lord. You're talking to God. Yeah. That's amazing. And we have access to that. Mm -hmm. Something that I just thought of is each week of Advent represents um, a different trait of Advent. So like week one is hope. Week two is expectation. Three is joy and peace. And four is love and adoration. So I'm like, Mm. we could, which we're posting all of this. So if you're taking notes, you don't have to, but Mm. thank you. Um, But we're posting all of this. And I'm like, wouldn't it be awesome if we could like, with us posting like, hey guys, week one, we're focusing on hope. And mm-hmm. all of those verses that we've already picked are hope-filled verses and mm-hmm. they direct our minds and hearts toward that. What if we took the posture of each week praying for things that you hope in, praying for expectations like, God, what do you have? I'm here. I'm open. Let me, let my heart be open. Let my hands be open. Week three, praying for joy and peace for those around us, mm-hmm. for ourselves. And week four, showing God the love and adoration that he deserves with our prayers, mm-hmm. saying thank you, being grateful, pointing out all the faithful moments that he yes. has, has granted us in our lives. And, and taking a second to look back and appreciate that. You know, uh, one thing that I feel like we take for granted during the Christmas time, it's not necessarily the Christmas music, but it's the words behind it. Oh, yeah. When we are singing that praise to God, I'm like, I love nothing more than for those candle those candlelit services where we're just singing yes. and we're just singing praises and praises that, you know, 2,000 years ago this child was born. How precious, like. Oh my goodness! It just made. I'm like, this is this must be what heaven sounds like. Yeah, just that pure love and adoration, and he deserves every bit of it and more. Yeah, so true. But it can be found in just the tiniest of moments. So don't take it for granted. That's so good, Liz. That's good. Is that all that we have today? I'm like, that's all I have in my. That's notes. all I have in my notes too. But I was like, <laughs> I feel like I ran out of stuff to say. It's because it's over. Okay. <laughs> Y'all, this has been crazy. I cannot believe that we are at the tail at the end of our third season. Yeah. 
we have one or two surprise episodes for you guys mm-hmm. that will be launching. Um, so stay tuned for those. But we cannot wait to start this last study of 2020 with you guys um, just celebrating the coming of Jesus again and celebrating that he already came in such a great way for us. Mm-hmm. So as, we, as we're looking, looking forward to that, we also are, you know, with Thanksgiving being right around the corner, we're also just so thankful for all of you. We are. We're thankful for the person that God is growing you into so that you can continue to impact and grow his kingdom. I pray that you all feel empowered and loved and cherished and supported in that in using the gifts that you've been given to, to go on um, the mission that God set before you. And Amen, to know that girl. we're here for you. We're here to pray with you. And if you have if there's anything we can do for you, please let us know. I mean, we're one big family, and we believe we we are not the body as chosen girl. We are a part of the body, and so are you. Yes, Amen, girl. So we will see you guys back here for a couple of bonus episodes. Yes, can't wait. But make sure y'all um, log on to our Instagram, and it'll show up on our Facebook stories too for the first day of Advent 2020 on November 29th. You guys are gonna love it. We can't wait. We love you guys. Y'all have a great week. Bye. That's it for today, fam. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Girls Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.